Welcome to Life with Zan. I'm your host and friend, Zan Farrow. This podcast was designed to celebrate how each of us breathe life into our own little corners of the world. Whether through work or play, it is my hope to honor the process and encourage others to do the same. Welcome to Life with Zan. Hello, hello, welcome back. I first want to say thank you so much for your patience in April's podcast episode coming up a little bit later than usual. Things happen, but I want to make sure you're still getting your 12 episodes for the year. So, of course, I'm here to share with you today, and oh my goodness, I'm so grateful that I didn't push myself to post the last week of April because I ended up writing a much better episode, I think, and um, whenever I see patterns going on in my life, I really try and, you know, recognize them, call them, give them a name, and bring them to the surface. So for me right now, I've been thinking a lot about work and passion and so many of my clients have been kind of saying the same thing over and over. I really noticed the pattern of hearing a lot about people losing their passion in their work and feeling disconnected from something they once loved, something they were so excited about, and not really sure how to shift that and get to a more positive place or not sure how to maybe make a plan for the future just depending on what um kind of like that experiencing the experience they're having looks like and I really wanted to normalize this conversation about losing passion for something to me this doesn't necessarily mean the passion is gone forever in fact I think for most of us um anything we love comes in waves for example, when you're at the beginning stages of discovering a new hobby, you're so excited, so enthusiastic, you're learning all the things, absorbing all the information, researching, buying things to like help contribute to your new hobby or passion, and you get really into it, and sometimes you just need a break, and you set it aside for a few weeks, you come back, Um, Some seasons of life, you're doing more of that thing. Sometimes there's less. And sometimes you just aren't as enthusiastic about it anymore. And I think a lot of the time we feel guilty or shame for not feeling that passion anymore when it comes to our jobs and our careers. And I think a lot of that has to do with um, what I've talked about before, hustle culture. And the idea that you are successful and you will be successful if you're constantly on and constantly pumped up and constantly waking up at 6am, drinking your green juice, going on a run before you even like open your email. And that works for some people and that could work for you for a season, but that doesn't mean you have to do it forever in order to be happy in work, successful in work. And, you know, you're the rest of your life feel full and connected and aligned with who you are and who you want to be for the rest of your life. Like that's not feasible. And I think to me, it's important to recognize how many of these emotions are normal and 
how we can come up with different coping mechanisms to make the most of this time right now. Um, If you are in the thick of a difficult season where you're feeling that disconnect from work, I know how it can feel like such doom and gloom and it's like, will this ever end? Will I ever be happy at work again? But the important thing to remember is that this is just a season. And I've been in a place before in work where I was so miserably unhappy and really sad and down and it felt like my whole world was coming crashing down because work is such a big part of our lives and I, I at the time, didn't see the light, if you will. Um, looking back, it's like, oh, there was so much more out there and I there was so much for me to be positive about in that time and I I try to at all times in my life make the most of where I am but you know I had to kind of dig deep when I was in that unhappy place and find coping mechanisms so I've talked a little bit about my mom before and how she worked in HR for many years and something she worked with a lot of her fellow employees on is kind of coping mechanisms for difficult seasons. And so when I was going through that difficult season, she kind of talked with me about doing something similar. So I want to encourage you to think on if you are in that difficult time or if you've been there before and know that, you know, there could be a time where you're um, feeling that loss of uh, joy for work or drive in what you do, how to get back there. And so a few coping mechanisms that worked for me were to just kind of like have a reward system for myself in place. Like, oh, I get to, you know, I'll get through this week and then I get to go do that fun thing this weekend. And I think we all are worthy of going to enjoy our lives. But just having the reframing things. That's obviously what we're always talking about here on the podcast, but reframing the idea of, okay, this is an experience I need to get through, and this is where I'm going to choose to focus my energy right now, because that makes this time much more manageable and makes me um, way less sad or discouraged. So just be thinking a little bit how can I reframe things and not to minimize um, what's really going on? And obviously, if you are in a difficult situation, um, not beyond just lack of passion and drive, um, you know, that's a whole different thing. And of course, I hope that you put you find um, a place that suits you and is safe for you to work and grow and learn. Um, But in this case, I'm speaking more just about that internal struggle, that um, dull feeling when, you know, you've just been working on one project for a long time and a year and a half ago when you started on it, you were so pumped up, so excited, but as time has gone on um, and, you know, whether the timeline has beat you down or a difficult portion of the project has beat you down or maybe someone you've had to work with on the project has been negative or it just hasn't been exactly what you thought this experience would be. Remember that there are pieces of this project you're passionate about and you want to finish strong and to the best of your ability. So thinking on, okay, let's say it is a specific project you've been working on the last year. What about this project is something you're passionate about? 
Why were you excited about it in the first place? Who is it affecting long term that it's going to be really positive? Thinking about all these little things. And I like to trick my mind sometimes. And when I'm feeling down, try and tap into those emotions I've had in the past about something. Um, Again, only if you're truly safe and in an okay place. But assuming you are, go ahead and think about what those emotions were previously and how you want to feel. Maybe you're like, oh, I'm, I miss how I used to get up every day and I was so excited to correspond with uh, my clients. How, how can I reframe this in my mind? How can I try and get past the negative experiences I've had in the last year and a half and show up as my best self and be positive and excited and enjoy this experience and not let kind of that happiness be taken away. Um, Reframing is something I try to do all the time. Again, um, we don't want you to like (laughs) mess with your mental health to the point where you're like in denial of like really bad things happening. Um, But I think it can be a really helpful coping mechanism, especially for a difficult period of time, whether it's um, like company-wide, you're having a difficult time, like you're really slammed with work, or it's just personal. You're feeling that disconnection from what you used to love. And there's a guilt there. There's a thing where you're like, is something wrong with me? Am I in the wrong career? Am I ungrateful? Like we can't help but have these thoughts spin through our minds and One thing that's always so nice is to have community in those difficult times. So if you feel safe to connect with a coworker or connect with someone who's also in your industry, who's a friend or anyone else who's, you know, a real could be a really good soundboard for you just to hear you out, your partner, your roommate, a family member to hear your struggle and how you're feeling and where you thought you'd be, where you are now. And it sounds so repetitive and mundane, but these are this is the core of our everyday life. This is where we are constantly putting our energy and getting validation from. And no matter who you are, we all want to feel like we're contributing something, we're a part of something, and that our work is being recognized and rewarded. So, um, of course, I want to encourage you to reach out to other people and... If that means you're, if you feel like your mental health is really being affected, seek help there. If you feel like you're needing support from the people that in your life, let them know, hey, I could really use support here because I'm struggling here. If you're like, oh, I really need help setting goals and looking forward, creating a path, hire a coach, like find something that feels good, makes you feel like you're getting the support you need, you're moving forward and you're not just like allowing yourself to stay in that cycle, especially if it doesn't feel good. If you're in a good feeling place, like stay there, own it, use it for all it's worth. But when you're feeling, find yourself feeling down, you want to have these coping mechanisms in place. So of course the reframing, finding um, the positive things you used to once love and holding on to those. And in this case, of course, looking for support in the best way possible, especially in community and other people that are probably going through something similar to you. You want your lifestyle and work to come together. Write a list, write it out, say, maybe you write your ideal day from beginning to end what that looks like, your work day. Or maybe you just write out like specific things you know you want from your career. And this might feel silly and small, but knowing what your desire is, knowing what 
you're available for and telling yourself, okay, this is what I want and this is the bare minimum. This is like, I deserve this, I want this, and this is a straight up requirement. Now, obviously we can't always find these things we're wanting and looking for overnight, but writing them down is a great first step because that says, this is placing my order to the universe saying, here's my order, I'm sending it out, and I'm going to trust that the universe is going to bring it back. Now, I know that this is the universe and talking about um, placing an order is kind of a funny concept, but I hear people talk a lot about this example as if you're in a restaurant. So if you haven't heard this before, think about placing an order to the universe like if you went to a restaurant. And the idea is that if you go to a restaurant and you order something, you're not sitting there at the restaurant thinking, oh, did they get my order? Or is my order never going to come and things like that. You're busy enjoying yourself, being present, enjoying your life. So I think a lot of the time when we place an order to the universe, we're immediately like, okay, but when's it going to get here? And is it going to look like this? And is it going to be exactly what I wanted? And da, 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 da. And the truth is that's when it doesn't show up and we're not enjoying ourselves and it takes the most time the meals I go to with like, like, let's say you go to dinner with a friend who you're, the person comes and takes your order. And then you're just like catching up with your friend. You're having so much fun. And you, before you even know your food arrives, because you were so busy enjoying yourself, being present, having a good time. The same thing goes for your career, your lifestyle, your dreams, goals, place that order to the universe and trust and know it is received. And in the meantime, enjoy your life have fun and create boundaries for yourself and say like, I know I get to enjoy my life while I'm waiting for this next step. I know I get to be happy at work. I know I'm worthy of taking on this type of project. Having these boundaries and kind of like bare minimum set for yourself is so important and valuable. And that alone for me brings passion to my work because that is like a message for me from me saying, I'm worthy of this. A lot of the times I lost passion in work when I uh, worked for other people was when I wasn't kind of owning my worth. So that means I wasn't sticking up for myself. I wasn't um, championing the projects I cared about. That's the time I just like felt down on myself. Um, that's when I lost passion. And looking back on the times I was the happiest and I was like the most excited about work and most proud is when I was like so in my worth. I was doing... Um, work that I loved, things I knew I was good at, things that uh, brought me joy, energized me, made me proud of the work I did every day. That's where passion, where the passion was for me. So if you are lacking passion, think about, am I just getting by? Am I not doing work that's actually like maybe pushing me and challenging me and making me better at the thing I do or would like to do one day? And with that, be thinking, okay, I want to create like a short-term and long-term action plan. Now, I'm not here to say, oh, you need to know what you want to do for the rest of your life to create a short and long-term action plan. No way. We want to be in the place of, okay, I'm passionate and I know I'm worthy of X, Y, and Z. What am I expecting or wanting in the short term? So if you're like in a position where you're in a rough season of work, how can I cope? What do I need to do in the short term? So maybe that means once a week, 
I have an appointment with a therapist or once a month I take a trip to my favorite museum. Little or I create strong boundaries with my work emails, little things like that that are going to add to your life, create structure, and you know are going to help support you in the short term. Now, long term, we want to be thinking, okay, if let's say this current scenario isn't better in six months, maybe it's time to start looking for other opportunities or maybe it's time to have an upfront conversation with my supervisor. Be thinking about what all of these options could look like. And nothing is like a hard and fast rule. It's more about giving yourself power. And I think we sometimes feel like nothing's in our control and that's where we lose passion because we feel like we're just floating by. But we have passion for things where we know we can affect change or things are within our control, within our reach. So put the power back into your own hands by creating like an outline for yourself. Like here's some short-term goals, some short-term ideas to help me get through this difficult season. And then here's a long-term plan. And that's, this is your coping strategy. So if in six months, nine months, a year, things aren't better with this or this or this, then I'll um, speak to my supervisor or I'll begin looking at other opportunities. I'll reach out to a headhunter, like all of these different things to help you in getting through this difficult time. And even just taking the time to write this list out for yourself will automatically make you feel better and feel empowered in your worth and your work and allow you to better show up for the things you need to do. And even though they might be difficult and frustrating, you're going to do a better job because you know you have a plan. With that being said, I want to remind you that your ideas about work and what work looks like are allowed to change. So let's say when you started your career, you were really passionate about the one thing you do or the industry you're in, and maybe you still are, and and that's okay, but things can change. It could change a year in, it could change 10 years in, it could change after you've retired and you decide to take up a whole new hobby and interest. The important thing to note here is you are safe to change your mind. For example, I went to school for interior design. I entered the interior design industry as a designer and I didn't take the traditional route as in I didn't want to work at a design firm. I knew that. I knew eventually I wanted to go into sales. I realized that very quickly and I did and I absolutely loved it. Knowing that it's okay to change your mind. It's okay that if you started off as one thing doesn't mean you have to be that thing forever. You're not a failure. Um, You're not a sellout and even if you decide one day you want to change industries altogether or you thought you wanted to Um, work for a huge company, but you got there in a few years and you realize it's not really a good fit for you. It's okay to go work for um, a smaller business. Like there's nothing wrong with wanting something different or even just wanting to try something out. So keep that in mind, especially while you're setting these short and long-term goals, um, not to beat yourself up because I think that is one of the biggest issues. And even in the beginning of feeling a lack of passion we start to think, oh, what, what's wrong with me? We start judging ourselves. We're like, why am I thinking this? Why am I like not like so-and-so who seems to be thriving in this environment? 
why am I not like this friend who um, works 60 hour weeks and seems so happy? Like we can't really compare ourselves to others. We just have to take into consideration what's working for us, what makes us happy and create our goals and plan according to that. Something I've talked, I think I've talked about before, but I definitely talk with clients about is the concept of expanders. I learned about this from Lacey Phillips. If you're not familiar, I'll leave her information in the show notes, but essentially expanders is someone you look up to who does something similar to what you may want to do one day or you like how they show up in the world or you appreciate just who they are as a person they're an expander for you so um for that could be someone you know directly like a mentor or it could be someone you just grew up looking up to so whether that's an activist, an author, um, someone who's in the same field as you. Uh, for me, I've I've been a fan of Oprah my whole life since I was like eight years old. You can ask my parents. I've been very passionate about it for a long time. And looking back, I di- it didn't really make sense why I was like obsessed with this woman. But now looking at my work and what I do for day in and day out, it actually makes a lot of sense about why I looked up to her and admired her work and what she did and thought she had like the coolest job and did the coolest stuff. Like I, I had that my goal now is to support people in the same way Oprah has. So it all makes sense and it's okay to change your mind and it's okay to say, Hey, I think I want to also be Oprah one day, but that day's not today. Like I want to maybe do that in 10 years or something like that. That's okay. Like there's no one path to get where you want to be. It's okay to do things on your timeline in a way that works for you and your lifestyle. But I want to encourage you if you don't already have a list of expanders, be thinking about those people because chances are you already have a few. And if not, go on the hunt for some. Look out for people that you respect and admire and take note of what about them am I most drawn to? What about them says, wow, that's something I want to be. That's something I want to include in my business, in my career. I want to be passionate about work in the same way this person is. I want to be a philanthropist like this person is. I want to contribute to arts the way this person is. I want to be as um, organized as this person is. I want to be as creative as this person is. Like anything about them that draws you to them, recognize that and note that because you can incorporate that into any goals you have, whether it is the short term or long term. Now, point blank period. This is the hardest thing I want to drive home. Decide right now what you're available for. And this is all about tapping into the worthiness, tapping into what you think you are capable of doing, achieving, growing into in your life. And that's hard. It's like, I have no idea what I'm going to be in 30 years. Oh my gosh. Like I cannot even imagine, but I want to think, okay, what am I available for? Am I available for a promotion? In your, in your mind, you're like, heck yes, I am. Well, have you said that to yourself before? Have you written it down in your journal? Have you dreamt about it? Because if the universe doesn't know you're actually available for it, then it's way less likely to happen. So think to yourself, I'm available for this promotion. I'm available for um, summer Fridays where I have half days on Fridays in the summers. I'm available for working four days a week. I'm available for a raise. I'm available for um, growing into this other company that I've been looking at. I'm available for X, Y, and Z. 
we set the expectations. I think what's funny is in my mind, I had the idea that when I would grow up and work for a company that my like supervisor would work closely with me on setting these goals and helping me see my potential and helping me tap into who I could become. And the truth is that people are busy and in most cases, unfortunately, your supervisor isn't taking that dedicated time once a month or even quarterly to sit or even once a year to sit down with you and um, really dedicate time to learning what you care about, what uh, responsibilities you want to take on, where you see yourself. Um, they, they're not tapped into that. And that means it is your responsibility to say, okay, I want to take hold of this. I want to take hold of my career. Be, I am able to drive this bus I'm on. <laughs> I, I, I want to empower you in that way. I want you to see like, it's all in your hands. And I know it can feel like, oh God, like I'm already so busy. How am I supposed to take this on? It feels like another job, but, um, it is your, it is your entire career. And you, I promise you, you want to be in the driver's seat. You want to feel in control. You don't want someone else. Cause if you're not driving it, somebody else is, they'll see, oh, Zan's not driving her own bus. So that means I can manipulate it and push it in the direction I want it to go. So just need to keep in mind, be aware of what you're available for, because if you're not driving your own bus, somebody else will. The one thing I want you to take away is not beating yourself up for not feeling passionate at this time. And maybe right now you're in a great p- position and you're feeling good. But there was probably a chance, especially in the last year for so many of us, where we weren't feeling so hot about work. Maybe it's just because we miss being in person with people or we felt just out of touch with what's really going on because communication looked different Or maybe it's because we know so many people in our industry or friends or family members who were laid off and lost their jobs. Like the idea of work has shifted and changed and it will continue to. It always will. The most important thing is for you to maintain a connection with yourself, where you want to be, how you want to feel connected to your work and where you see yourself going. You're driving your own bus. You are so capable of doing this work. You are so capable of calling in the opportunities you desire and setting a minimum and saying, I'm not available for anything less than this. It's always going to be this or something better. That's one of my favorite phrases um, when I'm kind of like dreaming up an idea thinking about or visualizing something I want for the future. I'm like, okay, it's this or something better. I'm not available for anything less and it feels good and it works. It definitely works. It puts me into a good feeling place. So I hope this was helpful for any of you that may be feeling like you're going through a difficult phase in work. I want you to know I hear, I hear you and I see you and I've been in that place and it can happen to anybody. You don't have to be at work for, you don't have to work for someone else to feel like you're not in control. Things can get away from us if we um, are so busy doing the work. Sometimes we forget that we are in the driver's seat and we are capable. And I just want you to know that um, you can do this and this is just a temporary season. And one day you will look back and be able to laugh about how far you've come and 
how you thought it was all like doom and gloom for a while, but you are way smarter than you think. I think that's the thing is I look back at times and think, wow, I uh, did not know I would be able to do that. But, um, we are smart, capable humans, and I cannot wait to see what incredible things you create in this world. Give yourself the time to sit down and create some lists, journal about short, long-term goals, how you want your life and work to connect, and what you're available for now. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. I appreciate your patience with me in this uh, particular episode getting up a little bit later. I hope it resonates with you. It's something that I return to time and time again, and I know will serve you in the long run. Talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Life with Zan. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. You can find it on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And if you like what you hear, go ahead and rate and review the podcast to give Life with Zan a little boost. I'll see you next month.